Welcome to a new episode of the Upper Room Church Podcast. Let's join Pastor Johnson as he shares another life-changing message. You have your Bible. I want to talk to you today just a little bit. Uh, from the word of the Lord coming out of the book of St. Matthews. Follow me in St. Matthews, the uh, 26th chapter. Uh, very, very familiar passages of verses. And I want to use uh, for subject matter uh, two thoughts, two thoughts. And the two thoughts are, we'll combine them together and try to put them in one sentence. And pertaining to Jesus' uh, death, uh, crucifixion, and the thought I want to use is Peter, Peter denied Jesus, right? And Judas, uh, he betrayed him. And I want to talk just a little bit on those two thoughts. Peter denied him and Judas uh, betrayed him. And I want to explain to you today, the Lord allowed me to get into it. What's the difference? Somebody said, what's the difference? Peter denied him and Judas betrayed him. Well, there, there is, there is, there is a difference. Excuse me. <clears throat> there is a difference. And I want to explain the difference today between these two here. And looking at the word of the Lord, St. Matthew's 26th chapter, and uh, looking at verse number 14. Uh, let's take a look at uh, what Judas did. In the 14th verse, the Bible said, Then one of the twelve called Judas Issachar, y'all see it? He went unto the chief priests and said unto them, What will you give me that I will deliver him unto you? And they covenanted with him for 30 pieces of silver. And from that time, he sought opportunity to betray him. Judas, Judas, uh, betrayed our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Gave him up for 30 pieces of silver. And so we see here a stage is being set. Judas betrayed him and uh, uh, Peter denied him. And somebody said, well, what's the difference? That's the difference in betrayal and denied. Right. Now, we see he sold him for 30 pieces of silver. Mm -hmm. And that's what they agreed upon. Just think about it. Have anybody ever betrayed you? When I think about a betrayal, uh, most of the time betrayal is, is between somebody that you may say uh, may be your friend. You got confidence in them or trust in them. And they betrayed your trust and confidence and uh, maybe try to get you in somewhat trouble. So Judas uh, covenanted with them, the priests, uh, for 30 pieces of silver. And verse 16 said, from that time, he sought opportunity. He looked for a way to deliver Jesus into the hands of the high priest and those that wanted to do away with him. How can I find a way to uh, give Jesus, uh, deliver him into their hands. Now, look down at, in the same chapter, 
verse number uh, 69. Same book, 16 and 69. And you find, you find, well, I don't want to go that far. I tell you, let's just a little bit. Let's go down to verse 17, if you will, please. Then we'll go further. Uh, verse 17 says, 26, 17. Now the first day of the feast of the unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus and said unto him, Where will thou that we prepare for thee to eat the Passover? And he said, Go into the city uh, to such a man and say unto him, The master said, My time is at hand, and I will keep the Passover at thy house with my disciples and appoint them and they shall make ready the Passover. In verse 26, 20 says, Now when the evening was come, he sat down with the twelve, and as they did eat, he said, Verily I say unto you, that one of you shall betray me. And when I read that, I automatically a, a light came on in my head. Well, the scripture said, One of you, Jesus said to them, One of you shall betray me. So in other words, Jesus already knew who that person was. Isn't God good? He know all things. He know our thoughts even before we, before we think them. He just know everything. He know what you're going to be thinking tomorrow. And tomorrow haven't yet came. And so Jesus said, I say unto you that one of you shall betray me. Notice verse 22 says. And they were exceedingly sorrowful and began Every one of them to say unto him, Lord, is it I? Jesus said, one of you are going to betray me. And they were saying, Lord, is it I? Is it me? Peter said, Lord, is it me? John, is it me? Matthew, is it me? Mark, is it me? Luke, is it me? Judas said, is it me? And verse 23 said, and he answered and said, he that dipped his hand with me in the dish, the same shall betray me. Now, all of them put their hand in the dish. But nobody know right, right then and there exactly among themselves who it was, but he that was going to do it. Now, Judas knew what his plans was because we just read above that, that he went and made a deal with the priest about such and such amount of money, and I deliver him to you. So just imagine, just imagine uh, Jesus said that, and all of them had dipped their hand in the dish. And Jesus said, the one that dipped his hand in the dish, he's the one that's going to betray me. And I, if I could just get in Judah's mind, he probably felt condemned and guilty right then and there. As is to say, uh, he knows it's me. He knows I'm the one that's going to do it. And so he said, Jesus said, one of you are going to betray me. Verse 24 said, the son of man goes as it is written of him, but woe unto the man by whom the son of man is betrayed. It has been good for that man that he had not been born. Isn't that something? The Lord said, now the one that's going to betray me and turn me over into the hands of the high priest, it had been better if that man had not been born. So Judah might have well cursed the day he was born right then and there. Amen. You were doomed. Your days is, is over. It's numbered. It's be best that that man hadn't been born. Verse 25 said, Then Judas, which betrayed him, answered and said, He had the nerve to say, Master, is it I? Now you know Jesus knew. Is it I? He said unto him, Thou hast said it. You said it. You told the truth. It's you. 
So Jesus knew who it was that was going to betray him. Isn't that something? Have you ever had uh, uh, some, some people in your house or even some of your children or relatives and, 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 and you have a piece of money came up missing and you knew who it was that took it? That bad rascal, you know he took it because he take everything. And, and, and you look straight at him and said, now, uh, as a matter of fact, we was um, in service in Middleton in our old church and down there with Ella Tatum. And one of our, our Sister Johnson friends, we, we went to school together. She had two children, a boy and a girl. And you know how we do at church. We, uh, when, when, when the altar call, pastor called everybody come around the altar, and we have come up and lift our hands, and we do prayer. Then when they go back to the seats. And, well, this particular day, uh, my wife's friend, they were Church of Christ. And it's kind of hard to get Church of Christ people to visit you. But since we were good friends in school, they came and visited us in Middleton that day. And uh, all the saints came up around the altar. And when you come up, you leave your pocketbooks there. And some of the ladies, they leave their pocketbooks there, your pocketbook open. And you, you can see the money in there and everything. But anyway, while we was up there praying uh, uh, and telling the Lord, thank you, that bad rascal looked over into one of the sister's purse and saw uh, uh, her tithes. Her tithes were already in the envelope, made out. And uh, while we was up there praying, he went over in her purse and got the tie slip, put it down in his pocket. And so when she got back to her seat and, and time to do the offering, she looked and no, saw, and lo and behold, the offering wasn't there. And, uh, and so uh, and she told different ones that the pastor there to let everybody know uh, somebody had took her money and everything went on her purse. But it wasn't a big to-do made about it because it was service and didn't want to make a big to-do. But anyway, the friends, they came home with us after church for dinner. And so as we were sitting there and uh, 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 eating, I knew that the young man went in her purse. And so while Annette and her friend was in the other room uh, talking, I went back there and talked to him. I said, no, look. Now, if you if if you give me the if you give me the money, I won't say nothing to your mama. I ain't, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I said I'm gonna tell you one more time. Now, if you give me the money, I won't say nothing. But now, if you don't give me the mama money, I'm gonna tell her. You know what? He went down in the pocket and pulled up that tile envelope and gave it back to me, and we gave the money back to the lady at the church uh, who we take it from. And I didn't really want to uh, uh, tell his mom because I told him you give it to me, I won't. So, <laughs> but some kind of way, uh, discussion, we got to talking about it, and uh, 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 it came up, and she found out that he did take it, and she was embarrassed. Uh, but it, it, it wasn't on her fault, anything. It wasn't her that did it. it. It wasn't on her, it was just on him. She just had a son that was just a bad rascal. But anyway, uh, we got the money back. But I knew he got the money. I knew he did it. And he lied and, and he, he, he moved around and squandered and, and I, you know and you know how we do. But anyway, uh, he came up with it. I knew he did it. And so Jesus right here, Jesus knew that Judas uh, uh, was going to betray him. He said, he that put his hand in the dish, you are going, one of you going to betray me and that put your hand in the dish. And each one of them took their turn saying, Lord, is it I? Is it I? But Judas knew within his heart that he was the one and Jesus knew who was going to do it. It wasn't Peter. It wasn't John. It wasn't Matthew. Jesus knew it. He knew it that it was Judas that was going to betray him. 
So I, I, I felt in my heart, I knew that boy went in that girl purse and took that money. And he came up with it. We thank God for that. But sometimes you just know people because of their carriage and the way they carry themselves. You don't, you don't expect a good person to do anything wrong. So you be the last person that I suspect or, 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 or think that you did it. Or I don't even believe it. It didn't even cross my mind that you would ever do anything like that. Because I, I, I've known you. I, I know what kind of person you are. But this other person is kind of radical. He's bad and he do things and you suspect them. If anybody took it, he did it. Y'all follow what I'm saying? So here, Jesus said, he that, he that put his hand in the dish shall, shall betray me. And so here the Lord is showing us that, uh, and, and the Lord said, it'd be better that that man would not be born. And Judas said, Lord, is it I? And Jesus said, thou says it. Yeah, you, you confessed it. You told the truth. It's you. It's you. All right, let's read on just a little bit further. Notice what he said. We're going to skip down now to verse number 69. So Judas betrayed him, but Peter denied him. I want, I'm trying to paint a picture here. Look at verse number 69. The word of the Lord said in verse number 69, Now Peter sat without in the palace, and a dancer came unto him, saying, Thou also was with Jesus of Galilee. So here I want to see what Peter did. He was sitting outside the court, the palace, and a dancer, when I looked at the word dancer, what's a dancer? A dancer is a young, young lady, unmarried, and she was a servant. She, she, she was a maiden working for someone, an unmarried maiden. Okay, that's a dancer. And she was working for somebody, a servant girl. So she came out and she saw Peter and she said, Thou also work with Jesus of Galilee. Verse 7, seven it said, But he denied before them all, saying, I know not what thou sayest. And verse 71 said, And when he was gone out into the porch, another maid saw him and said unto them that were there, this fellow was also with Jesus of, of Nazareth. Verse 72 says, and again he denied with an oath. Began to cuss and swear. I do not know the man. When I think about that, uh, uh, here Peter denied the Lord. We're going to get right down into it. So we're seeing Peter denied the man, say, I do not know the man. Uh, you know, how many of us today will be around our family and friends and we act like we do not know the man? When we know we know the man and we have had relation with the man and we, we've been in service, we've been to church, we came with our beautiful clothes on and we don't worship God, but when we get around our families and our friends, sometimes we too can act like we don't know the man. Can y'all say amen? amen? I hope none of y'all fit that description this morning. Don't be acting like you don't know the man. It's embarrassing, isn't it, when people act like they don't know you? Now, I have treated folks that way before. I've been out before with some of my folks, and, and I've acted like I don't know them because it's embarrassing. Some of them have embarrassed me, and I'm like, I don't want nobody to know that he's my cousin. Can y'all say amen, somebody? I don't want them to know. My folks have been on the news and done some bad things. And they had talked about it on, on the job. Man, that you hear such and such about this guy did that and he did that. That's a crying shame. And I knew exactly who he was talking about. And I wouldn't, I said, yeah, that is so bad. But I wouldn't let on that I knew the man. Y'all follow what I'm saying? I ain't going to tell nobody that I know the man. I'm not going to let him embarrass me like that. 
And so here, the moment the dancer said to, to Peter, he said, uh, I know you were with him. And Peter began to say, I do not know the man. Verse 7, 3 said, and after a while came unto him they that stood by and said to Peter, surely thou also art one of them, for thy speech betrayer betray you. So sometimes, you know, you may not really act like Christian, but sometimes people can tell that it's still something, something about you that, you know, and, and they can look at the way you carry yourself. You're really not way out there like a lot of them are out there. And they can tell by your conversation that you are uh, been exposed to some something church things. Y'all follow what I'm saying? You may be doing the wrong thing, but still I can tell that your upbringing have been, you've been exposed to church. Maybe your parents go to church. Maybe your mom, your dad, your, maybe your grandmother or somebody, they've been in church. But I can tell that you've been exposed to some, so, to some church somewhere down the road. Amen. To some teaching. Uh, uh, even though we may be doing some things wrong. Y'all follow what I'm saying? And so here he said, uh, surely, surely thou were with him. Uh, your speech betray you. And, uh, and then, then verse 7 1 said, and, and Peter began to say, surely thou, your speech betray you. Verse 7 4 said, then began he to curse. There it is, cuss coming up now. He began to curse and to swear, saying, I know not the man. And immediately the rooster crowed. And Jesus told Peter, said, Peter, before uh, the rooster going to crow three times, and you're going to deny me twice. Amen, somebody? Amen. He said, and immediately the rooster crowed. And verse 75 said, and Peter immediately remembered uh, the words of Jesus which said unto him, before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me three times. And he went out and he wept bitterly. Amen, somebody? Jesus told him, he said, before the cock crow, you're going to deny me three times. That's what he told Peter. And Peter said, oh, no, I won't deny you. I'm not going to deny you, Lord. I love you, Lord. How many of us said we love the Lord and we're going to be with the Lord? I heard folks say those words. I love the Lord. and I'm so glad to be in the church. And I thank God for the church. I love the church. And, Lord, let some time go by. You see him hanging on the corner. Amen, somebody? Amen. They hanging on the street corner. Back with Willie. Back with all them other guys. Amen, somebody? And so, you have to be careful what you say, what you put out there. Some the old folks say, your word is your bond. Amen. So, he said, before the cock crow, you're going to deny me three times. And Peter remembered what the words of the Lord's were to him. And he went out and he wept bitterly. Felt bad about it. So Peter denied him in Judas. Uh, he, they betrayed him. So uh, what's the difference? And I want to explain to you right now what the difference is. Okay? Between Peter denied him and Judas betrayed him. Listen to this. The difference between denial and a betrayal. They both sound bad, doesn't it? Denied him. Betrayed him. Both of them got a bad sound, right? Mm -hmm. Amen. So both sound bad, but but if you but if you figure in the premeditation, if you figure that in the fact, premeditation, 
if you figure that in there, then differences will emerge. We can easily deny someone or something in the heat of the moment. Sometime when people are questioning you, do you know the man? The heat of the moment. You don't want to get yourself in trouble. So you can immediately, you can say, well, no, I, I don't know him. In the heat of the moment. And this is what happened to Peter when he was denying the Lord. In the heat of the moment. He didn't really want to get in trouble. So he said, no, I don't know him. So it's easy to deny someone in the heat of the moment when embarrassment or, or just being ashamed of the person or just being afraid of what's going to happen, you can quickly say, well, no, I don't know him. I don't want to get in trouble. I don't know if they're going to arrest me. I don't know if they're going to put me on a cross or I don't know if they're going to kill me. And so in the heat of the moment, we'll quickly say, no, I don't know him. I don't know him. So uh, uh, the difference between uh, denial and betrayal, and so uh, if we think about premeditation, embarrassment or shame, all this stuff can come into play or just being afraid, and then emotionally distraught and scared, Peter denied Jesus. So he was emotionally uh, distraught and, 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 and afraid, and Peter denied him. He didn't have time to meditate on it because before he knew anything, they were up in the face. Don't you know him? No. You sound like you've been around him, but I don't know him. You, you, you talk the same talk that he's been talking, but, 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 but I don't know him. So uh, emotionally distraught. Peter was scared, and Peter denied him. He didn't have time to meditate on the fact of what he was doing. But on the other hand, Judas, he, he betrayed Jesus. And when you think about betrayal, betrayal, it, 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 it takes some thinking about it. You remember when we read when he went to the high priest and he said, what will you give me and I'll, I'll deliver him into your hands? And they said, well, 30 pieces of civil. Okay. And then the Bible said and he went out and tried to find opportunity to deliver Jesus into the hand for 30 pieces of silver. So denial takes some thought, some thinking, some meditation. So Judas, he had to premeditate about what he was about to do. And he sought opportunity to do what he was going to do. And so from my looking at this, I come to the conclusion Jesus, uh, that Judas did, Judas plotted with the enemy to portray our Lord and Jesus Christ. He don't say amen. amen. That's what Judas did. Judas plotted with the enemy to portray our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He thought about it. He planned it. He meditated on it. How he was going to do it. So the difference between denying Jesus and betraying Jesus, when we, when we look at this and take this under consideration, uh, what Judas did was better than what Peter did. Because Judah plotted with the enemy to betray the Lord. And so, therefore, what Judas did, plotted to betray Jesus to the enemy, that's cold-blooded. That's just cold-blooded right there. That is more colder than what Peter did. 
So Judas plotted with the enemy to betray him is called cold-blooded. That's the difference between deny him and betray him. Y'all follow what I'm saying? Now look at me. Let's go just a little bit further. I'm still talking about denying him and betraying him. In the book of St. Luke, turn there if you will. St. Luke, the 21st chapter. And you know, not only uh, uh, did they, uh, Peter denied the Lord, a lot of us, we denied him. And, uh, and Judas betrayed him. I pray and hope that none of us will try to betray the Lord. We can't betray him because that's done with now. We can never betray him, but we can deny him. We can be ashamed of him and not own him in the presence of our friends, a presence of our company. And, uh, and we, we can deny him in, in the form of sometimes be afraid to uh, pray. One day I was out having lunch all by myself. I do that from time to time. So, John, sometimes you don't want to go. I said, let's go out and get us some lunch. Oh, I don't want anything. I said, well, uh, I'm, I'm going by myself. So I took myself up to the Chinese place, the restaurant, and went over there and got what I was going to get off the bar and went over there and sat down. And when, I, when, when they brought my, my, my lemonade, I sat there to, 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 to get ready to eat. And I bowed my head and I blessed my food. Say, my little grace, Lord, bless this food, you know, up and down. I got all it in. And then this Chinese lady, little young girl that worked there, she's a Chinese lady. And uh, she came over to my plate while I was uh, uh, getting ready to eat. And she said, I saw you pray. I saw you pray. I said, yeah. You know, so I don't know if they pray over there, but she said, I saw you pray. Like she's trying to embarrass me from blessing my food. I saw you pray. I saw you pray. Yes, you saw me pray. I'm not ashamed to bless my food. I know and what I'm saying is sometimes we can deny the Lord because we're ashamed of the Lord. We don't, people, we don't want people to see us bless our food. Bow your head, my brothers and sisters, and tell the Lord thank you. Pray over your food before you eat it. And so she thought she was going to shame me because I, I blessed my food. I sure did. I saw you pray. I saw you pray. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. And I'm not ashamed. That's what I do. That's what we do, right? Amen. So here, we can deny God by being ashamed of him at the moment. I could have either said, I could have, I could have, you know, uh, said something around there, been a little embarrassed or ashamed about what I've done. So when we deny the Lord today, it's because we're ashamed of him in the front of our friends. So my brothers and my sisters, let's not be ashamed of the Lord today. Amen. Let's not deny him. So in St. Luke 21, St. Luke 21, I'm not going to be long today. St. Luke 21, I want to talk to you just a little bit about the signs of Jesus' return. And you know, and we look at how things are today, uh, I, I can conclude, and you too, something is going on in our world. I, I believe that the Lord is getting ready to come. Our world is changing. That the signs are all, everything is lining up. Somebody said the stars are lining up. Amen. Everything getting in play. I believe the Lord is getting us ready, saints. Amen. And Jesus, these are some of the signs of Jesus' return in St. Luke 21. St. Luke 21, and look at verse number 10. Then said he unto, thee, unto them, nations shall rise against nations and kingdoms against kingdoms. In other words, uh, the, the, this country over here going to rise up against that country. And there's there going to be lots of wars, lots of fighting. These are some of the signs uh, of Jesus' return. And then it said, verse number 11 said, and great earthquakes shall be in divers places. 
Gonna be a lot of earthquakes, a lot of shaking up, a lot going on. We don't pay no attention though, but they sure happening. Earthquakes in diverse places, and then it said there are gonna be famines. Famines, you know what famines? Famines are shortages, food shortages. Amen. And we about to experience what famine is all about now. Go to the grocery store. The shelves are really not full; they half empty. I was listening to the news the other day. This lady, she was in Chicago. And she said Chicago having a real bad time there with folks stealing stuff off the shelves. And they, they can't, even some of the stores talking about shutting down. Some of the Walmarts are starting about closing. And this lady said she went to the store to buy groceries for her family. She said, I can't haul buy groceries for my family. Get there, the stores are half empty. I can really, she got the money to buy her grocery in spite of the other folks that are walking out the store with, with, with food and just stealing the store blind. She said, I can't haul buy groceries because the store, the shelves are not really stocked. You can't find some of your favorite thing because they done ran out of it or don't have it. So we're about to experience what famines is all about. And the government, they say, well, it's, it's not me. It's not me. It's the supply chain. Well, do something about the supply chain, fellow. Amen, somebody. Fix it. Help the supply chain out. So the shortages are everywhere. So he said, in the last day, there are going to be famines. And there are going to be pestilence, all kinds of diseases and sickness in the land. And we can see some of that. Then is there, and fearful sights and great signs shall there be from heaven. Verse number 12 said, but before all these, but before all these, they shall lay hands on you and persecute you. And deliver you up to the synagogue and into, gonna put some of y'all in prison. And some of y'all going to be brought before the kings and the ruler for my name's sake. So Jesus was getting his disciples ready. A lot of things going to happen. Some of you going to be put in prison. I, I, I believe the day going to come that a lot of men and women that preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ will be put in prison for preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is already happening in overseas. There are people over there have been in, put in prison for years for preaching the gospel. You can't preach the gospel in China. You, they don't want you to have, it ain't no gospel over there. You can't have church in China. In China, I'm talking about China. You can't talk about no Christianity in China. They don't want that. And they have pastors who have churches who gotten out of church to serve 10 years in prison for, for preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let them out to see whether you're ready to conform. You're still going to preach that gospel or you're going to leave it alone. And um, it's just, it's, our world is coming to that. And so many of them are going to be put into prison for preaching the gospel. Things are going to happen to you for living a Christian life. Amen. The day will come that you won't be able to say certain things uh, because, because of Jesus Christ. They, they just don't want to hear. Many of you are going to be put in prison. Some will be brought before the kings and ruled for my name's sake. Verse 13 says, and it, shall, and, and, and it shall turn to you for a testimony. God giving you a testimony. Verse 14 says, sell it, sell it therefore in your heart, not to meditate before what you shall answer. Verse 15 says, for I will give you a mouth and wisdom which all the adversaries shall not be able to uh, uh, be able to gainsay nor resist. And you shall be betrayed. Look at verse 16 says, and you shall be betrayed both by your parents. The day will come that your parents will be so afraid. They'll give you up. 
So not only did, did Peter deny the Lord and Judas betrayed him, the day going to come that we that stand up for the Lord, we will be betrayed by our family members, by our friends, people that know that you're a Christian. You, you let when this thing really set in, when they go around trying to destroy and, 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 and stamp out Christianity, they come around and, and try to close all the Christian churches down and find out who all the pastors are, lock all the preachers up so they stop all this preaching and stuff. So he said, for you shall be betrayed both by your parents. Now, who would think that your parents would give you up? Right now in China, the China, China is really over the children in China. The government really is over the children. Parents is not over the children. It's going to get that way over here. Just the other day, if y'all paid attention, our own government said, your children are not your children. It's the, it's, the, it's the people's, it's the government children. Your children belongs to the government. That's what he started talking about crazy. But, but you know what I'm saying? If my children are not my children, they belong to the government. You should have paid the doctor bill. Okay. You ain't paid nothing on Troy. <laughs> you ain't paid nothing on Melanie. Now, Troy was born premature. That doctor bill almost $15,000. And I don't remember the government paying nothing. Don't you talk about your children is not my children. My children not my children. That's crazy talk. But over in China, they, they, the children belongs to the government. So they're just trying to give us a precursor of what's coming. Get us used to it. Don't you listen to that stuff. Your children are your children. You feeding them, right? <laughs> oh, y'all listen to me. And, and, and so he said, and you shall be betrayed uh, uh, both by your parents. Mom and dad going to give you up. Then he said, and your brethren, your brother's going to give you up. And listen to this right there. And kinfolk, y'all said, kinfolk going to give you up. They're going to betray you because of Jesus. It's right there in the Bible. And then he said, no, I don't care for. He said, and friends, I will hate for my friend to give me up to the authorities because of Jesus Christ. And some of you shall, uh, shall they cause to be put to death, and you shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. But just think about it. We're talking about betrayal. The day of betrayal is coming. And since we're talking about betraying, I'm, I'm, I'm going to share this with you. I'm almost done. Peter denied him. Judas betrayed him. We're going to see a lot of betrayal in the last days. Leading up to the coming of the Lord, there's going to be a lot of betrayal. I hope and pray that it won't get to the point that we as brothers and sisters in Christ will betray one another. But now, I, I'm, I got a little story I want to tell you about betrayal. And then I'm almost done. I was uh, years ago when Melanie was about to get married and her and Ted. And uh, she brought this fella home to the house, and I was at the table eating. And he coming in here. She said, "Daddy, uh, I got somebody I want you to want to meet. He want to say something to you." I said, "Okay." This fella come in there and uh, introduced himself and told me that, uh, "Well, Mr. Johnson, I like your daughter." I said, "You do?" He said, "Yeah." Matter of fact, I love her. I said, "Oh, really?" He said, I want to marry her. And I, I just want to see, is it all right with you that I marry her? And uh, I looked at him. I said, so you want to marry her, huh? Yeah, I want to marry her. I said, well, let me tell you something. You want to marry Melanie? Yes, sir. I said, well, did you know Melanie can't cook? <laughs> he said, he said, well, 
ain't worried about that because I can cook. <laughs> I said, well, as long as you can cook. I said, okay, you can marry her. I mean, she cooks a few things. But she she wasn't she wasn't as as, as, as Troy was Troy always hanging kissing around mama Mel was in the room reading the book or doing something but Troy was always random mama now Troy cook but I told my son you know Melvin can't cook he said that's all right I can cook I said okay so don't say nothing when 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 ain't nothing cook or dinner ain't done and all that kind of stuff he said I can cook I can cook okay then I told him a few other things but I'm talking about betrayal sure lean on up to this right here. Bless his heart. He, he, he gone on to be with the Lord. The Lord called him home. Died too soon. But anyway, and uh, I, t- I shared a f- few other things with him. I said, now I'll tell you what, you, you can have my daughter, but I'm going to tell you this right here. If you ever don't want her, you bring her back to me. Don't be fighting. Don't be kicking. No scratching. Don't hurt her. Because if you hurt her, I'm going to have to lay hands on you. I'm going to have to get my oil and I'm going to press down on your head. <laughs> Real strong. <laughs> Amen, somebody. Just bring him back home. You don't want him now. He's all. I had to talk to him. But anyway, anyway, God bless him. He gone home, be with the Lord. And from that union, he blessed us with our granddaughter, Kamari, who's in school now. But anyway, uh, uh, so I had to find, we had to find a place for Mel and them to get married. I'm talking about betrayal. Had to find a place for them to get married. And right up here at the red light, it's a real nice church. When you turn and go down Wharf at this Reverend Gladys Church, they just built that church. This, this was years ago. Um, Kamari, 20, she's 21 now, so we're talking about 20-something years ago. And so, uh, Reverend Gladys, if you go straight up Chelsea, there's an old church there right there. He was, That's the old church. They was in that church, but they built a brand-new church right beside it, but they're going down Chelsea. And I went up there, and I liked that church. I said, I got to find somewhere because we didn't want to have it here because all the relatives, all the kin folks coming from the country and everywhere going to be here. Got to have a place big enough to do this wedding and the, and the, and the reception in the back. And so I went over there one day, uh, they, one Wednesday night, I believe it was, and I went over there, and I asked the members, and I walked up in there, and I said, where's the pastor? And them old deacons over there on the deacon board, they said, who wants to know? I said, I wants to know. They said, well, who are you? I said, oh, I'm, I'm Pastor Johnson right around the corner. They said, oh, okay, okay. And so they said, that, well, the pastor wasn't there. I said, well, my daughter's getting married, and I want to see about what y'all let me rent this church uh, uh, to have my daughter's wedding in. Can I look around and see what it looks like it's going to be big enough for us to have the wedding here? And so uh, uh, they, what I'm saying about betrayal, they, they protected their pastor. They wouldn't let somebody come in that church and just walk right in to the pastor because they don't know who you are. You might want to walk in and shoot the pastor or beat the pastor up or something. So they wasn't going to just take me straight to the pastor. They want to know, who are you? They would ask me, who wants to know? And I told them, I wants to know. I'm Pastor. Well, who are you? I had to introduce myself. So what I'm saying is they were very protective of Reverend Gladys and wouldn't take me straight in there to him. He wasn't there at the time, but they, they were protected of him. And I said that to say, to say this right here. We had to protect our leaders. And so that they wasn't they wasn't willing to betray uh, uh, their leader and just bringing somebody up in his presence. Now, let me tell you what happened here. Years ago, when we, we we had the church was just full and 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 children running around everywhere every Sunday morning. I I never came out in the service until it was time to preach. I stayed in the back. Saints did everything, and me and the children were. 
before church start, we always went back and cheer and always come back there and want to talk to me. We sit down and often laugh and talk when I asked them how their week was and, and, and how they was doing in school, how your grades were. And sometimes the parents didn't want them to come in. Y'all don't need to bother the pastor. Come on out of there. Come on. Out. I said, oh, they didn't bother me. We just, I'm just seeing how they're doing. They want to talk to the pastor. But anyway, uh, different time folk were stopped by the church, men and women. Beggars and folks want somebody to help them pay the rent, pay the light bill, and, and, and they're falling on hard times. And I'm in church full, and, 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 and they come in, and, and I be in the back, and fella come in and say, uh, where's the pastor? And we had one particular brother. He would get that person and bring him right back to the office where I was and stand in the door, pastor, somebody here will see you. And I, was, and I had already told him, I said, look, whoever come here, don't bring nobody to the office. Find out who they are up here. Tell me their name. Let me maybe come out and see them. But don't bring them back there. I don't know. They may be mad, want to hurt me or something. Don't bring folk to the office. But everybody else, they knew. Different Other brothers, they knew. They, they would come back and say, Pastor, somebody out here want to see you. I said, okay, who is it? Oh, it's a lady. And she got a little baby with her. She want to see you. I said, okay, well, I'll be right out. I'll peep out here and see who it is. But this brother, every time we had a stranger visit the church, he would bring them straight back there. And knowing I look, I, I look up and behold, that he was standing in my door. And I don't know nothing about this man. What do you want to do? I don't know if he want to hurt me or what. Is he mad at me because something I preached or I, I said something and his wife went home and told him, the pastor said to you all not to do this. I don't, you know, because men and women go home and tell the pastor, they husband what the pastor said. And sometimes them sinner men don't like it. Y'all follow what I'm saying? Amen. So what I'm saying about betrayal. And so this particular brother always would bring folk to the door. Man, he would get a pass up in a minute. He was just like Judas. And so, and, and I said that to say this right here, uh, going forward, Pastor Parker be preaching at church. Folk come here, uh, where, where Parker? Don't y'all say, there he is. The man might want to hurt a little Parker. Y'all find out, who is this want to know about Parker? What, 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 what you want with him? So we have to teach our people some things or two uh, uh, that we need to know about business and how to operate in the church. The one thing about the Muslim people, you, you ain't going to go up there and run up on their pastor, their leader. You ain't going to run up on Farrakhan. Them brothers going to stop you before you get to him. But I'm talking about betrayal. We have had brothers bring the man right up in your face. And you don't know what's going to happen. Now notice what he said. He said, you're going to be hated of all men, your kinfolks, your parents, your family, your friends, and, and, and some of them are going to cause you trouble. They're going to put you to death. So I just wanted to throw that in there. The difference between denial and betrayal is denial is sometimes you get caught up in the moment and, 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 and the frustration and you, you're scared and you don't know what's going to happen. You might say, well, I know I don't know Obi. I don't know what he did, but I don't know nothing about him. I don't know him. Oh, whatever he did, I don't want to have nothing to do with it. So you do it may, maybe for fear. But betrayal is something that you meditate on. So in the last day, we're gonna, it's gonna, a lot of betrayal is going to take place, my brothers and my sisters. 
So we got to make sure that we love us some Jesus. I'm not going to deny the Lord. Amen. I don't want you to deny the Lord. And whatever you do, let's not deny one another. Don't act like you don't know me. If I see you at the grocery store, I'm going to wave at you. I'm going to speak to you. Now, I've had members told me that I saw folks and I went down the other aisle. What's that all about? <laughs> What's that all about? Well, I don't want to see her because I know she's going to hold me up all day. I ain't going to get out of this store. I went down, I saw her, I went down this aisle. Any of y'all do that? <laughs> Help us, Lord. Well, it all depends on who the person is. I'm not going to say that's a good thing, but I, I don't do it. If I see people, I'm going to wave it. Brother, if I see you at the store, I'm going to holler at you. Tammy, if I see you coming down the aisle, I said, that's Tammy. Hey, I ain't going to hold you up because I know you're trying to get your grocery. Amen. But I ain't going to act like I don't know you at the store. I know you at the church, but I don't know you at the store. Isn't that something? Folk act, folk act some kind of way. And this, these are the times that we're living in. Folk act in some kind of way. You don't want your church member to act like when they see you out. That's Sister Fitzgerald. I see her. She's working down there. Oh, I ain't going the other way. That's Sister Fitzgerald. What's the matter? If you really love people and you, like you say you do. Amen. Jews around there with Jesus, eating with him and drinking with him and doing all these things with him, seeing the miracle that Jesus was done, and Judah were plotting on giving Jesus up. This is the time that we're living in. People will give you up. They will say they're your friend. They act like they're your friend, but are they really friends? Time is going to tell who your real friends are. And when you're doing well, everybody, everybody your friend. But, 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 but when you're not doing well, this is what's going to tell them who your real friends are. And I tell you, two little things you tell you. This is some of a method that you can tell who your friends really are. A man told me this right here. He said, when you, when you are sick and folk call and check on you, folk will come by and see you when you're sick. That's a friend right there. Y'all hear what I'm saying? And when, you, and when you're doing bad and in trouble and folk will still check on you and come by and see how you do, that's a friend right there. Amen. You keep him. You keep her. Amen. Check on me when I'm sick and when I'm doing bad. We're doing well. I don't have nothing to do with James. He ain't doing bad over there, man. He's struggling, having a hard time. I don't fool with him. That's, that's not a friend, right? Oh, but when Jane got it going on, got a pocket full of money, oh, he high rolling, that's Jane there, we can hang out. That's not a real friend. Y'all really need to know who your friends are. If folk don't want to be around you when things going wrong and tough and having to going through situations, that's not a friend. A friend is friend will stick with you through thick and thin. Am I right? I mean, when, when it's going good, they'll be there. When it's going hard times, they'll be there. That's a real friend. I've seen real friends in my life. Then I've seen those so-called friends. Amen? We go out to eat. I pay for everybody's dinner. We go out to eat, brother Obi. Your money ain't no good. I'm going to pay for it. Now, when I get broke, I want, I want, you, to, I want you to act like we still friends. Don't, don't, don't be acting funny because I can't pay for dinner today. <laughs> Check a little short. Amen, somebody. Amen. He ain't paying today. Man, I'm getting on down. <laughs> Amen. There ain't no friend. There ain't no friend. Amen. All right, Peter denied him and Judah betrayed him, and we understand the difference. One is Peter just made a mistake, was scared, and he just said, I didn't know him. But Judas. He plotted. He thought about it. 
He meditated it. He planned it. And that's cold blood. When folk plan stuff on you, that's cold blood right there. Can you say amen? That's my message for you today. That's all I got. Give the Lord a hand praise. Amen. I hope I said something to encourage your heart. The difference between Peter and Judah, we understand it today. Thanks, Pastor Johnson, for another amazing message. Make sure to join us next week for an all-new episode of the Upper Room Church Podcast. Until then, remember, encounter Jesus, echo hope, and dwell in love.